If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Good Monday, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Good to be with you. Woo! On the other end of a rough three or four days, residual effects still in play, but uh, if you can bear with my voice, I am excited to be here and ready to talk, get caught up, and uh, do what we do. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house as well. On Twitter, it's at Cameron Show. Don't forget, if you're watching on Warchant TV to uh, like and subscribe. Let others know where uh, they can find the best in Florida State talk and uh, entertainment on the Jeff Cameron Show. Uh, look at this guy across from me. I can't believe he's standing. Uh, deserve an awful lot of credit, Tom Lang, for filling in for your boy and uh, and carrying the day on Warchant TV and, and Warchant.com as well, I picked a bad time to get sick. I apologize to everybody, but Tom filled in and did so with the excellence that he usually does, and so uh, that's grown to be expected. But I know the work it is when you got to drive, and you had to drive and, and plus provide some color and, and drive some more and provide color and, and drive some more and then drive some more and continue to drive and then keep on driving and then get to California and turn around and drive some more. And that's tough, man. I know how tough that can be, so good on you, Tom. I wanted to say that you did great work. I laid in bed and watched uh, all that I could from the spring game. I watched you know, the pregame show and our entire crew come on board there and do a great job with you. And I watched the, the watch-along and everything else. i got to tell you, what makes it all the more difficult... Boy, how sick are you of me right now? Well, I'm sick of this football team. That, that was garbage on Saturday, but um, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Boy, coming out swinging. Oh, I don't know the running back room an apology at all, Timmy. I, I thought Benson was a huge plus and picked him to be a, a guy that turned heads. And I thought, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm sorry, I just looked at the chat. I, I, I usually don't, but I'm pulling up our feed. Um, I thought Benson was great, and I predicted he would be great. Um, and 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 he's he is he's he's uh, he looks like hey. One of the guys that I keep saying that looks the part. There he is. That's him. That's him. He's he's. Well, we got to see him in games, but you know he and Ward will make a nice team. Uh, and then they've got a lot of backups to those two that you can put in. You can isolate certain matchups. I'll get into the analysis in a second. Um, so, but but anyhow, I you know what I was going to say was that you you had to do that, and and other members of the st- team, of course, had to had to work hard too. And I don't want to take it away from anybody's work. But man, that was 
I don't, I got to be very careful. I'm going to go one by one here. I don't use the spring game to evaluate how I think the team is going to play in the fall. So let's start with that. So you're different than Lee Sterling. Yes. I don't use the spring game, a singular game, when we have access to 14 practices. I don't use a singular game, that game, which is, quite frankly, these days, like a practice, is used and performed like a practice to to varying degrees, uh, to decide if a team is good or not or if I'm excited or not excited about the fall. I do, I do feel bad for fans. That's not a watchable product, the way that they format the spring game. And you don't, you know, you don't go out there and start with two-point conversions. So we can, okay, first of all, I don't think anybody in the stands knows what's going on with that. Okay, you don't announce it to anybody that these are two-point conversions. So what the fans see is some, you know, practice-looking thing. Don't know if it's goal line or two-point conversion. And then, at least the fans in attendance. And then when they when they see the picks, they're like, well, okay, nothing's changed. Which, it's a bad look when you go pick, pick, pick. But, with all three quarterbacks. But, I also know this. You have a handful of two-point conversion plays you're going to run. It's very easy for Sam McCall to leave the receiver he's covering to jump the route when he knows it's a two-point conversion play because he's seen the play. Time and again. There's nothing at stake. He's trying to make a name for himself and make a play. He's going to leave his man because he knows what they're running. In a game, you don't. You don't know what the other team's running. You haven't seen it. So there's that. And I thought that's why you had guys jump it because they knew what was coming. So by definition, you put your quarterbacks uh, in a terrible position to start a spring game in front of fans because they're playing against the defense that knows what you're going to do in the two-point conversion. That I don't like that. I don't think it's smart. I think it, it sets the wrong tone. It's not a good idea. Good for Sam McCall. And, and good, I mean, good, 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 they made picks. Great. It's just not a good look. Secondly, they don't treat it like it's a true game format at all. So you never really get into a rhythm. Now, if you want to throw in overriding factors, like on both sides of the ball, you had a lot of guys either divvied up to two separate units instead of collectively being in one to make your strongest group going against another strong group, and that you had a lot of starters that didn't even play, or if they played, they might have played a series or two here and there. Because you don't, you don't like Tatum Bethune didn't like what you know. You're not, you didn't suit up a guy that uh, was the star of the spring. Yet the defense carried the day, and we thought they would. This offensive line, if you don't have five starters out there, if you're mixing and matching your starters, they can't play. They don't have a group that you can utilize to make up a formidable second offensive line. They don't have it. So if you put a starter and a second-string guy and a guy who might even be a third-string guy and, and that makes up your line, you're screwed, especially if they're going against one of the first two defensive lines at all. They don't have the people to block those people. So it... It was set up to fail with the format from the beginning. Now, I'm okay with that. I understand you're going to protect players. You're going to protect the best. You're not going to run Fabian Lovett out there for 30 snaps. So good. Don't do that. 
And Tatum Bethune or Jamie Robinson was another guy not out there. So you're not going to have guys you know can play that play at a high level that are going to be a big part of winning games in the fall, which matters a hell of a lot more than having an entertaining spring game. And offensively, you know, you're a little worried about your offensive line. You've got guys dinged up and, and, and playing through some things, and you've got other guys who are just play, flat out missing time. So they're scared about that too. So none of that's going to bode well to performance. I'm not saying that to make excuses because they got a long way to go. And, you know, if you watch spring games in general, I actually – now, these days, now that we have access to more of them, you know, like if you flip around, you have access to watching Clemson's spring game. You can watch Florida's spring game. I saw some of both. It, it's terrible. They're awful. They're not any good. Like when you watch the spring game formats, most of the time they're not any good. It's not the way it used to be where you played like a bona fide game. And I'll tell you what, we saw a spring game where there were fireworks and a lot of people scored and it was very exciting. Willie Tiger's spring game was electrifying. So it doesn't portend of anything. Clearly. So I wouldn't make sweeping judgments good or bad about anybody or anything from this spring game. We saw a lot of bad. That's disconcerting. We saw some good. Don't know if it translates. I'm not taking any sweeping judgments about anything, any segment. Now, the concern from that one game, Tom, the the judgments I've made in the spring are still in place. We thought Benson was good, a great addition. Looked good, didn't he, on Saturday? Hey, man, there's a guy that has speed for size, and, and you think to yourself, man, most people between 215 and 220 don't look like that. All right, that'll work. You can see elements of things that you were excited about all spring in play. But a singular game doesn't give me what I need. And so I don't, I don't know, good or bad, I'm not going to tell you that I thought the spring game was an indicator of where they're at. I thought the entirety of spring Brought about, brought about both concerns and some newfound strengths. Yeah, I think the question is, you know, how representative of the spring that we get to see as media members was the spring game on Saturday? And I'd say somewhat. It wasn't truly representative of what we've seen practice in and practice out. There are some things, I forget what show I talked about this on, but, you know, what would surprise you the most or what would surprise you the least? I said before the spring game, what would surprise me the least is if there are explosive plays in the running game. That's what this offense We're does sure. against any defensive line. doesn't matter who. They scheme up explosives, 15 to 20-yard runs at minimum on anybody, and that's with a bad offensive line. So I expected to see running backs making plays, and they did across the board. Trey Benson leading the way. He stole the show, but early on, Toa Feely had some good runs. Treshawn here or there, C.J. Campbell, Rodney Hill, all of those guys. I wouldn't have been surprised if any of them had a good day, and they did. Yeah. Through the air, eh, it was a rough day. It was howling windy. So much so that we had to be inside for the pregame shows, knocking over high-top tables at Hotel Indigo. Thanks to everybody who stopped out for that. It was a great time. But you couldn't really take downfield shots. The other thing is you didn't have much time to. You didn't have much time to. And the two things that conspired together was, you're right, the format could have been a lot better. Yeah, the format's garbage. But then the network broadcast was terrible, too. Well, I know that because always, I watched it. But it's always, oh, I did, too, because no, be, I was like, stuck. We had to call it as we saw it. I'm like, I don't know what's happening, everybody. Gene and I so many times to say, we don't know what's happening. They spent nine minutes talking to former players while plays are going on, and the questions are inane. It's ridiculous. It's the... the the broadcast team uh, doesn't, you know, they haven't been there this spring. It's not their fault. I mean, they, you get assigned things when you work for a network. But if you haven't been there every day and you get you get thrust in on a Thursday to try to get ready for the Saturday game, um, then it's difficult. You know, you're, you're going to take what some of the coaches tell you. You're going to write it down. You have your talking points. They're going to tell you what they want you to know. They're not going to say anything else. They're not going to be like, hey, by the way, this kid sucks. Watch him. They're not going to do that. So, 
you, you know, you don't have any nuance to it. And then in addition, um, you know, I think it's tough on the fly in that gimmicky format. It's difficult to kind of get a feel. I, I do expect you to know who the hell the players are and not mislabel them as they did more than once. Yeah, the Fabian Lovett graphic I mean, is... come on, man. Fabian Lo- look at the... Look at the they screen. They got their zeros mixed up. Yeah. They went with Jakai. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, look at the screen, guys. He's clearly not 5'9", one whatever you listed him <laughs> <One> at. 170. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, you know, that's tough. And right off the bat, the main announcer screwed up when Tate was in the game. He thought it was A.J. Duffy. and, and That just, I didn't know because yeah. we didn't have the sound up. So you're telling me it was probably good that we didn't have the sound up? Oh, my God, you just shot yourself in the face. It was embarrassing. It was oh. really difficult to watch. Now, Everything about it, the, the the broadcast, the actual game itself, there's not a lot to take away from it. I thought Benson looked good. We don't have tight ends that can play. Johnny Wilson can't catch. He couldn't catch all spring. I'm going to consider and tell you guys, because listen, I already know that a lot of us are very excited about Johnny Wilson because we look at him. Just look at him. You, I, you, there's a reason to get excited. He can't catch, man. Dude, he's not Corey Surrency. They're different. He, he can't catch. So, And he didn't catch here either. And he's not going to catch the ball consistently. Is he occasionally going to be a playmaker? Because at six seven with that with that wingspan and you know athleticism, yeah, yeah. I'm glad he's on the team. Maybe he'll catch more consistently. But we don't have any evidence of that. I'm not going to make assumptions that he's going to suddenly listen. If we're trying to be fair and win context to the proceedings. From, so what would happen is this, folks. On a Tuesday, he'd catch the ball. On a Thursday, he wouldn't. The following week, Tuesday, he wouldn't catch it. Then he'd catch it on Thursday. And then the following week, he wouldn't catch it on this day. And then he'd catch it on the next day. That's who he is. He just is wildly inconsistent. There's no reason to think that come Saturdays, he's not going to be wildly inconsistent catching the football. So just know that. Know that about him. Because I hear too many people say, oh, man, he's going to be a difference. Well, we'll see. I don't know how big a difference maker a guy who's that inconsistent catching the football as you're a wide receiver. It's kind of important. It's your number one trait, too. This is your favorite thing in all of football. You got to catch the damn ball. (laughs) I mean, come on now. That's what you're a wide receiver. Receiver needs you to catch it. He doesn't catch it. Not well. He fights it. Now, if you just watch technique, he fights it. So if you're not a natural catcher of the football. You like the way I word that? Because the there other would go. have been easy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're not suddenly going to become ten times more fluid between now and when we play LSU at catching the football. He fights catching the football. Now, can he get better? A gazillion reps later, maybe he can get better. It's a little bit like when we used to talk throwing the football with Jimbo. And he would talk about natural throwers of the football, hand talent that was there, or it wasn't. Some guys are mechanical, some guys are fluid, some guys anticipatory, some guys have to see it come open. All these traits that you watch with guys, right? Some guys, they drop their elbows, some guys, you know, all these things. We talk about footwork. He's not a natural catcher of the football. So I'm just going to say that. Can he make a big difference? Will he make some big plays? Body type, wingspan, jumping ability, toughness. I think all those things are there. Yes, I think he'll make some big plays this year. I just don't know that you're going to be able to count on him consistently. And for a wide receiver group that needs to get a hell of a lot better, Tom, I don't think this spring showed us too much um, about this receiving core to say, 
we think they're going to be worlds better. I don't think that. I think Micah Pittman is a difference maker. I think he's a guy that we should be excited about. Is there anybody else in that receiving core that you think we should be excited about and you believe will be appreciably better based on what you saw in the spring? Because I'll tell you this, McLean didn't look any better than he did at the end of last year. He didn't take any leap forward this spring whatsoever. Portier looked good last spring, and then, you know, he he and Tate have a thing, and they had a thing here in the spring game together. I'd be excited about him if Tate was starting <laughs> in a given week, but I don't know how overall excited I'd be about the whole thing, you know? but Exactly, yeah, right? A- so, 18 and 88, I'm glad that went. You know, people got to see that. They didn't see the rollout touchdown pass. Nobody yeah, did. Nobody did. We had folks in the stands describe it to us, and, and Corey described it as well in the postgame show. So we got uh, a third-hand account of that it did happen, but that back shoulder throw, which I think was Tate's first completion of the game, that we've seen a ton this spring, specifically to Kentron. He and he and uh, Tate have the timing down. That's, Tate looks like a better passer, period. I'll just say that. You can't start him because you don't have an offensive line to keep him alive. But, you 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 know, I think mean, he's a better passer. Um, at the end of the day, their average at quarterback, they get, a, they get a plus element at the position because of Jordan's legs. So that's not going to go away. He's still uniquely gifted as a runner. I don't think he looks that much better as a passer. I'm not going to tell people I think he looks that much better as a passer because he doesn't. Um, so hopefully, you know, they'll continue to work on it and we'll see something. Maybe with a starting group out there where he is throwing to the real ones and, and, the, and the real offensive line is in there and he has some time, maybe, maybe that happens. He had a couple good throws. Like the Trayshawn back shoulder was a nice throw. But you know what I'm saying. Like sure, we, yeah. It's very easy to isolate the good throws with him, isn't it? So that, that that's what I mean. That This is problematic. Also drops our function of wide receivers getting open and the ball being where it should be. That's another right. thing. So let's marry the two concepts here. Uh, when he does throw a ball, we're not real sure we're going to catch it. So th- this is this is a real frustrating element of the football team that did not make huge strides in spring. I, I just don't think it did. I think that there are flashes. The one Thursday practice that we all go back to is, you know, there it's the Holy Grail. That Thursday practice where they went nuts. We found it. There was Eureka. There was a buzz in the air. Nobody could believe what we were seeing. It was just bam, bam, bam. Everybody chiming in. Good throws, great routes, separation, contested catches, time in the pocket. All of that stuff existed on one special Thursday. Here we go, everybody. One, two, three. On the whole, that was not what we saw this spring. I, I think they made strides, though. To say that, you know, sweeping uh, leaps forward, something like that, okay, fair. That's just fair to say they probably did not, but they're better. They're, they're 100% better. More plays were made throughout this spring. More plays were made on both sides of the ball. That defense is better as a yeah, collective unit at 11. Agreed. And, but agreed. That's all, it's a yin and a yang thing, too. And also when you get banged up on the OL – I mean, the last week or so of practice for me, I don't know what the hell I can assess out of it. Uh, correct. Yes, no, I agree with that. But I, I said that. Before that, there have been more plays being made by the offense consistently. And the other thing I'd say is they know what they can run already, like what they did last year with a limited part of the playbook and what Jordan does well. And if they don't have the offensive line advantage, which they largely won't this season, they'll be better on the O-line, but they won't have the advantage like they want to play it straight up. Okay, so they so, know that they can so do all the, these things do. like creating you know, angles. They didn't want to fight the fight at the line of scrimmage on Saturday either. They ran a lot of perimeter runs, and of they were they did. Well, all right, so we're going to take a quick break. Come back. I want to comment on that. It's. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we're coming at it 
with a similar view. Probably, yeah. Taking away from things, not the same, not the same deal. I, I think we're, we're we're looking at it the same, but we're not taking away um, the, the the same. Uh, I think outlook. Let's put it that way. Uh, Chef Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Very good to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Good Monday. Beautiful, beautiful Monday indeed. And um, appreciate you joining us on the Jeff Cameron Show. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share if you're watching on WarChant TV. Thanks for listening on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. And uh, this is our golf tournament week, the Jeff Cameron Show WarChant Invitational. And I'm elated to have it back. And I'm just trying to get back to 100% by Friday. I, th- I think we're heading in that direction. That's a good thing. I may... I may have consumed more water than human beings are allowed to in a month period of time, Tom. I, I, ref- I hate, I, you know, as you get older, you lose patience for some things and you gain patience for others. You're, you'll, you've, you're a lot, a lot more uh, time to go by as, as others, especially young, young, young people work through their foibles like they figure themselves out because you remember you needed that time too and now you have the perspective to know it. So I'm really patient with like my kids, other kids, kids in general, or kid, people in their early 20s. I, I'm fairly patient with them. I have zero patience for being ill. I cannot handle because I don't know if it's I like time's running out and this is a waste of my time. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> time is of the essence. I'm like, man, I don't have time to be sick. And I was so mad that I got sick. I got it nowhere on a Thursday. Like here we were heading into the big spring weekend, and then I was like, hey, I told you on Thursday's show, I got a little tickle in my throat. I don't know if that's the, the pollen in the air or what. Man, by the time we finished the show that day, I was like, oh, no, I feel like I'm having trouble. By Friday, I was done. Yeah, I called you Friday morning. I'm like, what's up, Manger? Not good. No, oh, Not good. No, I went from... Nothing's I'm, good. I was, I was like, fine to, holy hell, what has happened to me? I'm done dealing. Throw that back up there. Let me read Jeremy's thing. I uh, meant to get Woo! to it. Yeah, I appreciate you, Jeremy. Thank you so much. It was awfully nice of you, and thanks for the contribution, man. I, I'm sorry I didn't get to see anybody at the Hotel Indigo or the CP where everybody got together. Uh, you know, I miss meeting up with fellow Knowles and having a good time and, and being able to go out there and enjoy a spring game. Jeremy writes, worst spring game that I've ever been to, but the War Champ meetups made it made up for it big time. Missed you, Jeff. Get better, my friend. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. And, and a lot of you have, uh, Eric, you said some nice things too, and, and others have, James B. I, I'm sorry I didn't get to see any of you. Uh, really, really appreciate the well wishes uh, as well. Uh, okay, so right before the break, we, we were talking about Maybe we're not drawing the same conclusions from the spring practices, uh, the majority of which both you and I went to. Um, the spring game, again, a singular game is not going to help dictate the, the, my outlook for the season. Right. Real quick. So you would say that the spring game was probably a below-average practice, oh, given the bad, practices yeah. that we've seen. Oh, is that fair? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it, yeah. I, they picked a bad time uh, to, to be bad. Uh, and then in addition, uh, they weren't helped out uh, by the chosen format so that's on them. They chose the coaches chose that format. That wasn't wise, and in my opinion, if you're trying to entertain Tom, yes, if you're yes. trying to get people in the stand, I mean, you may be you may be like be damned with this. I don't care about the people in the stands because I got to find out what I have, and I want to put my kids in situations that will tell me more as I go into the fall. Because what matters now is not how many people we get at a spring game, but whether or not I win games this fall. Because this is a make or break year for me. I would agree. So I understand that, but yeah, but here's what I hate. 
is on Thursday, I was thoroughly entertained with the goal line drill that they did. And if they brought that on Saturday, I recommend it. If you're listening over there, give a thought to what you did on Thursday for the fans to see. the goal line up to 10. I was riveted by what they did. It was maybe a 10, 15-minute drill. You could do that at the beginning or the end. You know, you could fire up the kids to start practice. Instead of doing two-point conversion drills, because it's goal line and it's do or die, and it's a race to 10 points, first to 10. So if the offense scores in the play, it's a point. If the defense stops them, it's a point. And they moved it to different yards, uh, lines of scrimmage, I should say, different yard lines. But it was it was 10 to 9 was the final. Yeah, and it's and intense it, and everybody's bringing Guys it. are in each other's faces. Sure. The players love it. The fans could easily you know, follow that. That's an easy thing to follow and explain to the fans, first to 10. It was awesome. It might be my favorite thing that I saw all spring. I wish they did it on Saturday because when they broke out the special teams drills for the second period, I'm going, oh, no. So you're going to lead with two-point conversions and special teams drills? Thank you. What are we doing? Uh, thank you, man. I was like, ooh, ooh, okay, okay. So like, just, do that at the end if you want to do it. Like, Don't do it at all. To start? Especially as bad as special teams was last year? Do you want to show the fans that we're working on it? I mean, is that what the message is there? We're trying. No, I think he, I think he treated this as the 13th. Uh, today, they have practice tomorrow, right? So they, today, that, that was the 13th yeah, practice. 14, yeah. Isn't tomorrow the 14th? I think they get 15. Oh, I could be wrong. I, well, it either way, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. The point is, it was your penultimate practice. So that's what it was. And they treated it as such. Okay. Now, understand, and that's fine. I'm not going to fault this man for that. I, I, I am going to say that if your goal is to entertain, then, then don't do that. If your goal is to figure out something else about your team and entertainment be damned, then what? do whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, whatever you think is going to give you the most insight uh, for that. Uh, Van Life Storytelling writes, As the FSU football team continues to get better players and better depth, at some point during a spring game, could we do ones against ones and twos against twos with a real game? You know, that would be more entertaining for the fans. There's just no getting around that. It would be. Yes, and, and Mike alluded to that. Um, when he was talking about and describing the format before it started, you know, I think he, he lamented that they're not in a place where they can do That's the full correct. team thing. They can't do They it. can't. So it's they ones can't. against ones. And it's not even the ones because Darius Washington was not available in this football game. And at that particular position group, you're in trouble. The moment that you don't have, like you're talking about, one of your five or six – because I think there's position redundancy with Bless Harris and, and Darius Washington at right tackle. I think that's where Darius plays better. Yep. I know that's where he plays better right now. We'll see after this uh, summer. But when you miss one of those guys, you get what you get, which is a real logjam. If you're talking from the offense's perspective, which is what most fans want to see. They don't show up to see stops for defense. But the defense did play well. Yeah, I, I the defense is ahead of the offense this time of year anyhow. So... If you start out with, and that's true on great teams with explosive offensive talent, the defense is ahead of the offense this time of year anyhow. So you have that. And then you're limited on offense, both from the amount of players that could play, the amount of talent that you have, and then you throw in windy conditions, and then you screwed them with the format. It really is a difficult ask. I think you have to decide what you what you want to do in that spring game. I, I, I do. I I don't think it's a, a good look to have people now not a lot of people, I saw the stands, but to have a lot of people make an effort to come from out of town and we get two point conversions and special teams to start. No nah, man, that ain't it. That's not what you do. So I think that's a misstep. It's a mistake. 
It won't matter if they go out and win eight, nine games. Nobody will care that the spring game was boring and it sucked. I first guessed the spring game was going to suck. I kind of hinted at it last week. I know I'm not supposed to do that, but there were no indicators that this was going to be an electrifying spring game just because some of the people that you knew they were going to have to hold out and because the offensive line is not completely healthy. And if that line, which is average, even when they're healthy, is not intact, you can't play. You can't play a game. You can't do it. So it's, 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 there's a lot of things that are very difficult there for them to, to kind of get past in order to entertain and find out a lot. And I would think maybe after tomorrow's practice, which is still open to the media, um, you know, we'll see if, if we have any, you know, the final, the punctuation of the sentence is different at all based upon what they do tomorrow. We'll see. It won't help the fans things. that were there on of course Saturday. Not. But it can help us and inform us if we're doing W's and L's, which I would think this week is a good week at some point to do yeah. W's and L's. It is a great week to do it. Because that is what you were talking about with we're drawing different conclusions here. Are we in agreement that the bell curve would suggest based on injury luck and turnover luck, you know, that will affect it? Seven to nine wins, you know, with great turnover luck and great injury luck, nine is possible. With bad, seven is more likely well, than with not. bad, you could go five and seven. Right, but yeah. seven to nine, is that reasonable curve, or would you say six to eight is a reasonable curve? Like, what conclusions have you drawn that are different? Because right now I'm in that seven to nine camp is where it lands. Well, we'll find out when we do W's oh, and L's, Tom Lang. I'll tell I you thought what, we had different conclusions. We, yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I need this. I, wanna, I don't want to be rash. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I don't want to get too caught up, uh, especially when I'm under the weather. And a uh, little, you know, a little edgy as yep. is, you know. But I mean, my my thoughts. And two are months my... out from your birthday, I mean, that's true. Yeah, June is rapidly approaching. So I, I will. I just again, there is there are things about spring football that I really enjoyed, and and I think will make this team better. That whether that's players or certain things that they're working on, that I do think will make them better. You know, one thing is does stand out time and again. Mike, it's clearly Mike Norvell. Or Alex Atkins, however you want to draw it up, however you want to conclude here. But they have figured out, by hook or crook, they're going to run the damn ball. They're going to find a way to successfully run the ball. And I think that's the most consistent carryover from year to disappointing year to disappointing year. That they are able to run the ball. Why do I say it that way? Well, that's a real good thing because they don't exactly have the hogs up front um, you know, they, they're not, that ain't the Cowboys of the early 90s blocking up front. I mean, this is a below average bunch physically up front. So they're doing it through scheme. They're doing it through angles. And they rep it. They do. They find a way. And they haven't had Herschel Walker in the backfield either. So they have found ways. They haven't had Dalvin Cook back there. They have found ways. That's encouraging because, God, dog, if they could get anything of this passing game, if Jordan can take a step forward, if they ever find a tight end that can play a lick, if they've got a difference maker at wide receiver to go along with a competent plus ACC-level player on the other side at wide receiver, they're going to they're gonna explode at some point because they do find ways to run the ball. If they could ever create very real balance – and couple that with the ability to throw in rhythm and obvious passing downs, which means you have to get separation, you have to scheme one-on-ones, which they do, and then you have to have a quarterback hit his back foot and let it go accurately. If that can happen, 
and and I'm not saying it can't. I didn't see evidence in the spring that suggests it's going to happen as much as we want it to in the fall against good teams, veteran-laden teams, in obvious situations when you lose leverage. That's what's got to get better between now and when we kick it off against Duquesne. And, and, and the fall camp does count. It does matter. You will be working on things with a greater sense of urgency. You will not be experimenting. You will not stick with long-form competition. You're going to designate and find out who can play, who's your starter, who's your backup, and let's go. The spring is, a lar- is largely meant to figure out who's t- taken a step forward, who's done their work, who's put in the time in the gym, who's willing to lay it on the line, who's responding to competition, who's responding to individual challenges laid down by the coaches, whether that be strength and conditioning with Coach Storms, or that be the head coach himself, or that be a defensive coordinator like Adam Fuller, whatever it might be. So you're going to have sort of the mix-and-match results because you're doing a lot of experimenting in the spring and a lot of competing in the spring. And you want to give a wide berth when you're letting guys compete. Because I may win Monday, but you might win Tuesday. And I could win Wednesday, and you can win Thursday. And we're here we are at the end of the week. And I know they didn't practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But you get my point. At the end of the week, I've had a war between these two guys, and it's even. Let's carry it over to the next week. Let's let them go. That's good. You ain't doing that in the fall. You don't have that time. Now we got to lock it in, rep who we are and what we are, and get better at it. And, and go into a season with some things we can count on. Yeah, the good news is that help is on the way in the future and help is here in the immediate term. Because a lot of the guys that we're describing, either from practice as a whole or on Saturday, are transfers or early enrollees. I mean, that's they hit. The, and we talked about that a lot in the lead-up to the game. And the game ended so quickly. It was like the two quarters, and you're like, okay, we're in a rhythm. Halftime wasn't even halftime. Halftime is like, pretty much we're done. We've got an epilogue coming up here. But, you know, this is it. But Trey Benson is a reason to be excited. Very excited. About Micah Trey Pittman B- is, an, is a reason very to be excited. excited. Yeah. Trey, uh, Tatum Bethune didn't play on Saturday, but He's trust very us. very exciting. Okay, yes. Tatum Bethune's a good player, guys. Jared Verse is going to be a good player for us again in the fall. Got a ways to go, though. I don't want to get carried away. Got a ways to go. He does, but he's he's already explosive enough at the very power five explosive. level to very make explosive. a difference. And and you judge that position differently. You know, it's not like you need to you know perform well for sixty reps and, and be a good blocker for sixty reps. It's if you win two or three times a game, you're a good player. I think he's as got enough to rusher, do that as, as a pass, pass rusher. rusher. Yes, yes, yes. So and then if you talk about the early enrollees, McCall first play that counted for something in mm-hmm. in, in Doak interception. Uh, Kevin Knowles obviously was a player last year who flashed in the spring game. He had an interception again. AZ Thomas with good coverage down the field and like the one deep shot that they took all day down the right sideline on McLean. It's blanket coverage from 20. Of course it so, is. Daniel Lyons we like. Bishop Thomas. All of these guys that they added from last fall to this spring, they look like they're hits. So far, the guys that are here, they're hits. So help is on the way. That's Omar the big positive. Omar Graham and yep. others that they've added. Yeah, no, yes. they've got some guys. I'm talking about as it pertains to this season. And, 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 and listen, this is a huge season because it may not matter. It may not matter two and three years from now that those guys are potentially good players. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. All right, so... Yeah, that's the uh, early recording in stereo there with the... Uh, yeah, I think I think one of the channels... So clearly they're in one half of the speaker. Yeah, now. Yeah, All right, we'll have, scrap that one for yeah, the future. That doesn't help you, does it? Um, it's a great track. Yeah, it's old school ACDC, it is. Uh, so, you know... Let's see if Florida State goes out and gets um, 
get some people in the portal. That's where we're going to look now. There's two offensive linemen from Georgia in the portal, and everybody is immediately looking there, and I understand exactly why, and I agree. I, I need to do some background on a couple of these guys, especially because there is a rumor that one of the guys got in trouble for something prior to Georgia. Ooh, that is nasty. I haven't read it. I don't know what he did. I'm I can't even begin to describe it on the air. Well, it I'll sounds tell you, terrible. All it's right. just it's gross. Well, if it's true, then don't don't bring him in. But there's two guys, I think. So you know, grab the other one. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna end up taking a good look at it here. Of who's what, who's what, and um, if you get a good player in here uh, on that offensive line, and that's easier said than done. I, there's no guarantee that guy or whomever it is that you're looking at at a power five school that has had success, uh, is going to want to come to Florida State. And we got very lucky. Jermaine Johnson left Georgia and came here. Uh, he could have gone anywhere. Uh, I love Florida State. I would like to believe Florida State is a be-all, end-all destination. But let's be honest. If you're a player who has no ties to Tallahassee the way we do, you know, you might not look at Florida State right now, given they're coming off a 5-7 and seven season. And, and so, you know, I don't know. Uh, you, you might look elsewhere, especially if you're the caliber of player that would be looked at by, unfortunately, a team like Clemson or a team like LSU or whomever, you know? I mean, the good news is if it was um, an SEC transfer, he'd have to sit a year because he's missed their deadline. So if he wants to play immediately, the SEC's out. Unless yeah. he got a waiver yeah. of some kind. Yeah, so that's, you know, uh, again, let's find out uh, who they have their eyes on. I suspect uh, they're going to look at a couple of positions. I don't know how many spots are available. This week will help kind of vet that, I think, maybe at the end of spring. Tuesday is officially the end of that. So we may learn a little bit more about how many spots are available to them. That will dictate terms as far as who they go after, how many people they go after, how hard they go after certain guys. Um you know, I, I if 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 I had my druthers, I'd certainly look hard at that offensive line. I think you need a lot of help there. Uh, maybe one or two guys, uh, certainly one, maybe two if you can get them. And I think that, uh, you know, I'd look at if if there's a difference maker uh, out there at tight end, I'd, I'd try to find them. They just don't have anybody on this roster. Cam is what he is, uh, an average tight end behind him. Nobody has flashed. Jackson West with a drop in this game. Um, that's the MO on him, too. That's consistently something that happens. No, I know. I know. So that's troubling. Uh, you know, I think uh, you, you could use a receiver. I don't know if there's a guy out there right away that would, you know, that, that makes an impact. But if there is, go get him. Um, you know, let's just say this. Again, they could use depth at linebacker. They could use another defensive end. They could use an offense, uh, two offensive linemen. They could use a tight end. They could use a receiver. So let's find out what's available. Let's you know, it's almost like you're in the draft and you're taking best player available because you have a lot of positions of need. Right. Where would you rank quarterback? Because that was a big talking point because Tate's day was uneven at best. I, I didn't have as big a problem with Tate. I could chalk that up to a lot of things. Uh, he was victimized by a drop. So was Jordan. Two more than one. Uh, the offensive line can't block. They blew the damn whistles every time anybody sniffed a quarterback. They, so, I mean, I have no chance of really knowing. They did. That's true. For Jordan, I thought it mattered more. The throw to Keyshawn. because he can run. The throw to Keyshawn for the touchdown, he would have been cut in half, Tate. He didn't see it. He was going to get destroyed on that play. Yeah, he would have been crushed. That was a mercy whistle. I think that was a correct one. But, but I mean, Jordan, Jordan had some that you're like, what the hell? But 
Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at positions of great need in the portal, quarterbacks like probably third or fourth on my list at the highest. It just does. It doesn't work because you're not going to find anybody correct that fits a certain set of parameters. Um, I don't. I don't think it works that way. So I, I don't even think about it right now. I mean, your quarterbacks are your quarterbacks. Florida State should have better quarterbacks on the roster. They don't. I wouldn't waste a lot of time worrying about that, right? Well, maybe A.J. Duffy becomes a good quarterback. I mean, I think he's got the potential. And seven throws, yeah, yeah, no yeah. offensive line. Yeah, we're not going to – again, I'm not going to worry about that right now. So I think, um, again, what I would say is that uh, I wouldn't worry about quarterback right now. I put that over here. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at offensive line. I'm looking at offensive line. I'm looking some more at that offensive line. And then when I'm done looking at them, I'm thinking about that offensive line. And then I'm going to go ahead and look at, again, depth – areas where maybe an end, maybe a linebacker, and if you could find a receiver that's a plug-and-play guy. I don't know that you can. I'm not Just because you want a guy doesn't mean he's there. Or wanting to come here. Right. I mean, that that's a tough... I mean, listen, we, we thought uh, a year ago that maybe we had a guy, he made a 4th and 14 catch, didn't do damn thing else the rest of the year or before or after, but thank goodness he made that catch. But I'm just saying, you know, those, those are hard to find. Maybe you find one. I, I they got really unlucky, and I don't know what Winston Wright's future holds. We we don't know. Gene was really down on the outlook for the fall during the uh, post game broadcast. I, I don't. It doesn't seem like he's going to play this fall. I didn't hear one way or the other. You know, I, Mike said he's going to be out. <laughs> whatever he said, there was like a double speak thing. He's going to be out for the long term in the near future or something like that. Yeah, whatever but he's he not. Said. Yeah. So listen, it sounds like I mean, if I'm just gleaning from the way he answers that question and given the way that that accident has been described, it doesn't sound like he can play this fall. Like you're not going to rush back to be a quarter of what you were. Right. You got to get this. You correct. got to get yeah, this right. Yeah. So for me. They, that's nobody's fault. That is just life, and terrible things happen, and that stinks. Um, and and but but if he's got a chance to be the player he was at West Virginia, yeah, a year, yeah, from, do it for the twenty three and old, yeah, then yeah, just yeah. do that. Which means you know you've lost a guy that was a plug and play proven commodity at the Power Five level. Ouch. Anything else? I mean, God, dog. It's running kick to the cojones on the regular around these parts. But you know that's also. It's more glaring when you find a guy in an area where you desperately need a guy, and then that guy goes down. You're like, okay. Because we don't have the depth that good teams have. And when you do, you're like, okay, well, we lost Larry. Larry would have been nice this year. But, you know, Steve, Tom, Tom and Jerry can all play, so we're going to be okay. No, that's not us. When we lose Larry, we're like, well, we lost Larry. Now we got to rely on the same slappies that we had last year. That's how, that's what we end up doing. Well, but the good news is the rhetorical question that's usually asked is, who do I have to pay to make this work? Well, now you can now literally you can say quite that. quite literally do that. You just call, Rising Spear is doing exactly that. Who do we need to pay right. to bring somebody in here? Here's hoping that they had a very productive weekend in Tallahassee. Wow. How stupid is the Florida law? It's the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, you're not supposed to have direct that conversation. That could apply to any number of things. Well, things. but I'm saying that... That's nonsense. Nobody's enforcing any of that. You want to walk into Norvell's office and throw a million dollars on the table and say, go get the Georgia offensive lineman, coach. Here's the money from Rising Spear. Just do it. Ain't nobody watching. Nobody cares. Do it. However you want. Call him at the house. Do whatever you need to do. Swing by for dinner. Put a briefcase on the table. 
Have a good one. We'll see you next Tuesday with more money for the players we're going to bring in here. And to, don't abide by any of that he nonsense. He brings the TV dinner with him, and, and uh, you know the kid's like, oh, how, how long should I put in the microwave? 40 seconds! <laughs> <laughs> Mike in time, always. Always shouting at the oh, top of his lungs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what? You're standing right next to me. I don't know how many people got the joke is why I'm laughing. He's done it on the record in front of the camera sometimes. No, but it's yeah. the best. He is very big on time. I mean, my well, time God. time is a precious commodity, Tom. That's why I, got, I don't have time to get sick. No time for this nonsense. <laughs> We're inside of the varsity club for one. I forget if it was this camp or maybe fall camp. But he cups his mouth yeah. to shout and make it louder. Well, I like when he yells at Derek. Yeah. Getting started in 30 seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds! Great. <laughs> Apparently we're 30 <laughs> seconds away. I'm, like, I'm not waiting. Hey, by the way, as a working media member attending these events who values his time, I rather appreciate the over-the-top attention to time from Mike Norvell. Good. No need to meander about all of us just looking at each other, wondering when things are going to get started. Good job, Mike. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with